The Movie Hour, episode 170, February 9th, 2012. Keep an eye out for movie spoilers and swearing, everyone. They're around here somewhere. Hello all, and welcome to Phoebe Cates 2, The New Movie Hour. My name is Greg, Greg Maloney, and uh, this is our home, the Gunga Pit Studios, of course. Uh, joining me tonight in the zoo are uh, the Gunga Pit's own birthday brother, James, and everyone's favorite media mogul, Jeff. Thank you all for coming tonight. Phoebe Cates has a sequel? Phoebe Cates does not have a sequel. Well, oh. she she did want to say she, she wanted to be on the show today. It, it wasn't possible, but she did want to ex- express her uh, interest in being here for your birthday episode, James. I'm sorry she couldn't make it. She is I appreciate it. All, but... Um, yeah, that, uh, Phoebe Cates 2, the new movie hours, obviously, uh, referring to one of the movies, one of the fantastic films. She's been. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out who Phoebe Cates was and I looked at like the last 10 things she's done and realized that she hasn't done anything at all aside yeah. from gremlins. Whoa. And Whoa. fast times. Okay. And fast go. times. All right. Uh, and, and, and drop dead Fred asshole. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't even see that. Dude, there are other people. There are others out there too. And I, and I guess now, now that I, you mentioned Gremlins two, the new batch. <laughs> That's what I thought we were going with when he was going and and. Yeah, he wanted some respect, but no, <laughs> he was talking about Drop Dead Fred. <laughs> I should have known. Uh, Gremlins two is a fantastic, fantastic movie. Uh, but yeah, James, it's uh, it's almost gonna, it's almost your birthday. This is gonna come out. Almost. It's gonna be this weekend. It's gonna be awesome. What are you turning? Like one hundred and twelve? Yes. Your birthday is actually in two days from now, right? So actually, correct. by the time you, the listener, gets this episode, it'll uh, it'll be James' birthday. The cold hand of death will grasp my heart. It's going to be his last podcast. <laughs> Keeping in mind that it is 2012, so we might not even make it that far. Uh, that's true. We're guaranteed to December, say the Mayans, so we're fine. That's the nice thing about the Mayan calendar killing us all in December, is that we're guaranteed this next ten, these 10 months, so... We can do anything we want for 10 months, no problem. It's a, it's a very, uh, what's the word, liberating feeling. If I had more energy, I could do more. <laughs> okay, true story. Uh, there are uh, a lot of things that happened over the week. Obviously, there was a football game of sorts that um, I didn't watch. I didn't give uh, two shits about. I was actually playing video games all weekend, which was fantastic. Thank you, front of the show. Did you reenact the Super Bowl on time uh, or anything? I did try to. We didn't reenact the Super Bowl. We didn't do. We didn't pair up any any teams. But with Steve Grogan or somebody for quarterbacking the Patriots. Right, actually, um, <laughs> yeah, whoever was playing the Patriots would have had less of a chance than the Patriots had in real life. <laughs> there were there were uh, there were some games played. I tried to beat 100, and I was failing left and right, hitting reset over and over again on Tecmo Super Bowl, and uh, moved on to uh, other other things. One of which beating uh, quite a few games. Actually, I was very very. Uh, um, productive over the weekend, but I did get back in time to watch the Super Bowl, but I decided not to watch it or any of the the commercials. So uh, I do know that New York Giants won. So I was I was happy to know that Jeff's still alive. That there were no uh, were there riots in the streets, Jeff? Every uh, painting of the town red, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean it was pretty crazy. Uh, people people love the Giants, that's for sure. But um, wait, it was a little I... uncalled that you uh, ripped on Giselle, or Giselle right there. That was, that was a little uncalled for there, Jeff, but. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't hear about that? Some, what did I do? Some uh, New York Giants fan accosted uh, Gazelle Bunchen, whatever her name is. The, oh, the, the Brazilian the wife supermodel? Of, yeah, the yeah. wife of Tom Brady. It's like, yeah. Eli owned your 
your uh, <laughs> husband and she like ripped on like all the patriot wide receivers and stuff <laughs> it's it quite the hubbub yeah that's true now i'm gonna go home and fuck him <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, oh my life still sucks that's yeah um yeah actually today i got the uh got the opportunity to watch from my from my apartment window i i stayed home from work today be, uh basically to do work which is kind of pathetic but um uh watched from my apartment window the the parade go by it was pretty crazy and the people were pretty nuts and i had the shades drawn and then i'd pull the shades up when i wanted to look out and i'm only on the uh i guess the fifth floor so people can see like pretty clearly and, and people were sort of waiting for floats a lot of times. So they're just sort of looking around. So every time I pulled up the shades, a bunch of people would see me and like point and wave and I would wave <laughs> back. And, Wait, like, do, what? Do like the camaraderie of people and waiting in their windows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, hey there's a guy there. Like, I mean, but there's tons of people on the street. Right. So like they're all seeing me pull, draw my shades, look out at them. So you could have gave them your own show if you wanted to. Huh? Oh, yeah. I thought about it. But, you know. <laughs> Are there like uh, in your area in that specific spot? Can you see other people? Is like all of the buildings near you? There's somebody standing in a window looking down, watching the parade. Um, well, the building that is directly across the street is like an office building, so that that one okay. didn't really work. Uh, and I really only have like a view, uh, a really clear view that direction. I don't have like a, a good ninety degree view the other direction. Right. And then sort of like if I look out the other way, there's a park there, and that park was just chock full of people. It was pretty crazy. Was there someone with a with a voice that's somewhat similar to like to someone you know singing Donka Shane from the street. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Someone that we might know be there. That's awesome. New York Giants, congratulations. I'm sure you're proud, Jeff, even though you hate the New York Giants because of yeah, your, not, not, not your a big Giants fan. roots. But yeah, did you guys um like I'm there's always I'm getting sicker and sicker of the Super Bowl, mainly just because of the attraction that has become for no reason whatsoever. But uh, there are some things people uh, get crazy about the commercials. Luckily for us, there are uh, a couple movie plugs that get shown during the Super Bowl. One being was the huge reveal of the Avengers trailer. Uh, finalies, oh my god! Uh, but yeah, what you guys think of uh, what you guys think of the trailers or any of the commercials that came out for for the Super Bowl? I was a little disappointed because we were talking about doing betting on what movie trailer would show up, and I would have put my money on the. Uh... The Wrath of the Titans, and that didn't even make an appearance, so I would have lost money. Thank God we didn't do it. But you should have put money on the Avengers. They like told should have. They were putting one out. Oh, did they? I didn't yeah, hear. Yeah. I didn't have my ear to the ground on that one. Yeah, that would have been. You would have had like, the inside track. <laughs> Ten to one, twenty to one. Anyone? Yeah, who's, who's with me? That's but, awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, actually, my favorite is you know talking about the. Uh, the Donka Shane reference, uh, the Ferris Bueller, which isn't a promotion for a movie, obviously, but it was an entire reference to the right. Ferris Bueller movie. Yeah, I, I definitely, so I, I I definitely got it. a kick out of that one. See, yeah. The only thing I looked at was actual plugs for movies online. What do you? What was the Ferris Bueller thing? Like they had him do what? It, exactly? was, it was for the CRV uh, vehicle. For, yeah, it was for a car. Right. Yeah, and basically he just kind of reenacted the Ferris Bueller scenes, but as himself, okay, I'm calling in sick to not acting. Okay. I'm going to go out on the town. I'm going to do this. I go to a sporting event and Oh, my agent sees me. I, even though I called in sick, I'm hiding behind the teddy bear in the car now instead of ducking, you know, just a lot of references. The whole thing was a reference to Ferris Bueller and hey, like his, oh, his quotes. Oh. Yeah. His quotes were right on there too. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it was good. It was a nice little nod to Ferris Bueller. 
Was it as good as the battleship trailer that you watched? No, no, but it did. I did. It took me the second time to notice this, but on his car, the personalized license plate was so choice, which was hilarious. That I, is nice. I, I got a kick out of that. But uh, yeah, battleship. Uh, yeah, that looked pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that looked amazing. I can't get over the brought to you by the same people yeah. as Transformers. <laughs> yeah, Hasbro, <laughs> you sons of bitches. <laughs> it was funny because they're talking. They have the part where they're like, "Oh, they you know put up a force field or whatever," and but we still have someone inside. Oh yeah, who is it? I'm still waiting for like Steven Seagal's face to like. Oh, <laughs> so great. Yeah, seriously. I'm just the chef, you know. <laughs> just that. Um. Yeah, it was. If it's any like bellwether of how U.S. or America's lives lives are going to be like the Avengers, the Hunger Games, John Carter, Battleship, GI Joe Retaliation, the Dictator, and the Doctor Zeus movie were the the actually I'm sorry there were two others then uh, uh, Act of Valor yeah, which actually, yeah concerns yeah, the... me a lot <laughs> because of your yeah, because of your I, CIA concern. affiliations. What's that? Because of your CIA affiliations? No, because it says it's starring active Navy SEALs. So, like, yeah. if they're making movies, who's protecting the country? Totally true. I mean, um, they're active? I mean, get some retired ones or something. But, yeah, I guess, you know, the only movies that are going to put out an ad for, you know, and during the Super Bowl is going to be a blockbuster hit. But it's just a set. Lorax looks great, by the way. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Dan, Dan Vito as the Lorax is perfect. <laughs> um, what a, Do you know what? production companies doing that is it like dreamworks or something or what uh i think it's whoever did despicable me i forget who they were uh, though. It's like illumination entertainment universal pictures yeah okay i think they did a good job with the art i mean it looks like dr zeus art so so did Pretty, uh horton here's a hue here's a who so just keep was that, that crappy I don't know. <laughs> yeah yeah it wasn't there's a reason you haven't seen it uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um the only other one i wanted to bring up that that sort of spark managers the avengers one which i'm sure everyone's kind of waiting for and i'm still uh, unsure on it but yeah yeah i i don't know why people are excited about this with the exception of half of iron man everything leading up to it has been utter shit um a lot of people like thor yeah (laughs) (laughs) america sounds like everybody disliked and uh Obviously, there's nothing. Oh, the Hulk has been so successful. They've had to cast yeah. nine guys to play him. <laughs> yeah. We won't even disappoint anybody first by showing him first. They're just going to dump him right into the mainstream. Look here. we got to throw him part of the ensemble before people hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I did. um, I did notice for some reason, like Paul Bettany is doing the voice of Jarvis now. He wasn't the one that was playing uh, Jarvis and all the other Iron Mans, was he? Or was yes, he was. Was it? OK, for some reason, yep. I thought it was. Uh, oh. Nope. It was him. That one guy. God damn it. And I can't think of it now. Whatever. It's John Benjamin. It's John, it's John Benjamin. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, I yeah, like, watching oh. it, it, I don't know. When I, like, they do this circle around all the Avengers, like, back to back. when they're All the personalities are going to be too much, I'm afraid, but we'll see. What It made me think about uh, Scarlett Johansson because she's hot, but also because she's supposed to be Black Widow, which is part of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? And... I don't know much about her, so I can't. Well, do you you know a lot of you know about much about Shield? Like, what is there? Is there a presence going to be big in this, or is it just going to be these five guys? And then it's going to be like uh, Iron Man, where Shield is like in the background the entire time. Um, hopefully, Shield will be in the background the entire time because in all the major comics, that's how they were, unless they did their own book. But they were like the they were like the Uber FBI slash CIA, you know, just kind of like the liaison between the you know. The normal crime and the super crimes. 
it's going to be, uh, it's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, but yeah, it was when I, when it, Finally, the trailer finally came out. It was just like, okay, I wasn't all that impressed. And it's going to be out soon. It comes out Yeah. May. Luckily, uh, my new girlfriend was in the, the uh, commercial, so that brightened my day. The new Fiat girl. The new Fiat girl? You're talking <laughs> yeah. about the... One the, of the commercials for like, Fiat. The car, like that. Yeah. That. Who is yeah. that? Catronel uh, Mengia or Mengia? I can't pronounce it, but I'm going to find You're her. You're going to have to ask her on your next date. <laughs> Yes, because you know she lives in Milan. I'm going to Italy this year. I'm going to track her down. <laughs> You're going to Italy this year? That's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like an STD. Benjita. Uh, okay. <laughs> an uh, STD waiting to happen, you mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Birthday, Jim. What? <laughs> uh, so, now that, uh, now that we've put the Super Bowl behind us, because it's a terrible, terrible thing, we should probably go on to our our movie reviews. Did you guys in between the, the Super Bowl fiasco, James, Jeff, you guys catch something? Um, I caught a couple of movies. They've been reviewed already. I caught uh slum dog millionaire finally. And then, uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Which, yeah. Both of them are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I've been spending a lot of my time watching, uh, Louis CK. And for those of you who don't know who he is, check him out. Cause he's entertaining as fuck. He's great. Um, but his got, show on, uh, FX. Uh, is that or? Uh, I, I have been watching that. Um, I like his stand-up acts a little bit better. Uh, like Hilarious and Chewed Up. Chewed Up was great. Uh, Hilarious is really good. Uh, but yeah, I just got done watching the first season of Louie, the FX series. So looking forward to the rest of it. Wow. You sound very, very excited. Found, you found a new comedian, James. Yes, I have a new friend in the entertainment business. Uh, did Would you just end up catching him on like, Netflix? Or are you recording? Like, Where did you end up watching all these things on? Yeah, streaming. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, Jeff, how about you? Yeah, I uh, saw another one of the movies that's nominated for an Oscar this year. I saw Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, and it was um, it was not not bad. I tell you, uh, it's it's based on a book I read by Jonathan Safran for the same guy that wrote uh, Everything Is Illuminated, which was also turned into a uh, piece of shit movie, kind of shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's hard. It's hard to go from a book to a movie. And uh, and keep everything. And I guess it's one of those things. It makes me mad at Fight Club because Fight Club took an innovative, interesting book and turned it into an innovative and interesting movie. And this did not do that. Uh, it was. I mean, I I really don't know why it's nominated for an Oscar. So, so you're mad at Fight Club for setting the bar so high? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, for making me go and see movies that are based on books that I like because I think they'll do a good job with them. And they never goddamn do. Um, think about. I'm thinking about like choke right now. That's that's kind of like the line I would put this on. It was it was nominated for best motion picture, which you know anybody can get in nowadays. But uh, right, the best right. performance by uh, an actor in the supporting role, Max von Sydow was nominated. You do our uh, yeah. Max von Sydow was fantastic in this. He had actually a non-speaking role. He played. Uh, well, let me uh, let, let me back up and kind of go over the the uh, the, the the general plot. The plot is it's a the main character is this kid who's probably like 11 years old or something like that, and he his uh, his dad has has been killed in the 9/11 attacks and he lives in New York, and he and his dad are very close and uh, he's really struggling to deal with with not having his dad anymore, and ab- about a year later, I should tell you he's and it doesn't. I, 
it, it well part of the problem with it i guess i'll get into this more a little bit later but he's somewhere on the or possibly somewhere on the autism spectrum like yeah, high functioning that. autistic like like uh maybe like a really like strong asperger's or something like that um but uh and you know it's not played up like the medical aspect of it but the personality quirks aspect of it is definitely played up a lot um and he, so it's it's been about a year since 9/11, and he's sort of like poking around his dad's old stuff, and winds up breaking this vase. And his one of the things he and his dad always did were these sort of like scavenger hunt, like figure out the mystery type things. And inside the vase is this uh, this key that says, or like this little envelope with the key, and the envelope says black on it. And so he thinks that this is some sort of like mystery that he can try and solve to kind of keep his dad close to him. And uh, so he looks up every person in New York City whose last name is Black and goes and visits them. And it's sort of the story of him going to visit all these people and um, connecting with all these different people that their last name is Black and asking them, do they know his father and so on and so forth. And meanwhile, his relationship with his mother is deteriorating uh, very quickly because he won't talk to her about what he's doing. And... um, he forms sort of this strange relationship with uh, a man who it's pretty easy to figure out is his grandfather, even though um, his grandfather has been like out of it or his dad's dad, even though he's, he was completely out of his dad's life after nine 11, he flew in and moved in with his grandmother who is very close to him. So, and his grandmother is played by Max von Sydow and he has made the conscious decision after being in Dresden during world war two to never speak again. Wow. So, um, what what's cool about this is it's it's a um it's it's equal parts like misery and beauty like the, the you know the the greatness of the world versus the ugliness of it and some of the uh some of the shots are kind of neat in some of the some of the scenes but i think some of the choices as far as plot and what they opted to keep in versus leave out were pretty pretty sorry very similar to um Anybody that saw everything is illuminated. They left out a, like, a lot of the really great things that made the narrative charming and interesting and just sort of left like this bare bones. Like the stuff that made this a good book and a book worth making into a movie was the interesting little tidbits and the little uh, like some of the, some of the traits of the characters that he had met and a lot more about the grandpa and what he had gone through and stuff like that that just sort of gets glossed over real quickly in – um, it, 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 instead of doing that, they focus a lot more on the main character, Oscar, and some of his more obnoxious quirks. And he winds nice. up in a lot of cases just unlikable. Did, uh, did you find them adding anything that became interesting? You know, there were some things, and it's been a good five years since I read the okay. book, so, you know, um, but... Uh, there were some things that I don't remember or that I remember differently, and it's really, you know, that, but that's, it's hard to say whether they, they added that or I just sort of had a different impression of it while I read it. Okay. So the director, Stephen Daldry, this is his fourth director uh, job. He's got nominated for the first three, did not get nominated for this one. So he broke his perfect pitching record. Right, to right. See the reason that this movie fails. You know, I think he made some kind of bad choices. I really uh, – it's hard to do. I mean it, it's a weird book and it's it's a book that's uh, that, that's from the perspective of several different people and has – the chronology is all messed up. And that's really not an easy thing to do. Um, so I don't want to put blame on the director because I don't think the, the director isn't the guy that writes the script. And I right. think it was the script 
that was more flawed. And also, you're asking an 11 year old to carry an awful lot of, I mean, however old this kid was, like, you know, the kid playing the part doesn't even remember 9 11. And it, it, not that, you know, kids can't be good actors, but it, it there were some cracks in, in the, um, in the, the the veneer there, I I don't know. I just wasn't impressed overall. So that even been said, Max Monsado, I walked out thinking that he probably will earn not just because he's going to die and hasn't won one yet, but uh, probably will earn this this Oscar. Right. It's one of those situations where, oh, especially the actor actress situation where you get nominated. And there aren't many other strong contenders. You've deserved one for a long time, and there's yeah, like, unfortunately he's got to go up against Plumber, so who's right, pretty right, much the same like, situation. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's tough. Intense. And he's gay in this movie, so he's got you got the mute versus the gay. So yeah, yeah, seriously, that's that's <laughs> Oscar bait all over exactly. it. So that was got nine eleven on his side, though. Yeah, um, this yeah. Tough. true. This is all tough, but I am. Um, so in general, it sounds like if you caught the book, you're probably going to be upset. And but otherwise, a decent movie. No idea. Yeah, I mean, it's not, not a bad it. movie. Um, Raisa, my fiance, spent. The bulk of the movie crying. So I, I mean, Ouch. like that. If that's uh, you know, if that's the kind of movie you want you want to see, it is. Right. I mean, you know, it's about nine eleven. It's right. it's very very heartbreaking. Um, and there's some pretty uh, pretty touching footage. Not you know the, the shocking stuff that we've all seen several times, but like sort of diff- put into different perspectives. Uh, right. some of the footage. So they actually yeah. use uh, some of the actual footage. They did. They yeah they did. Tough. Um. Yeah, I uh, I guess that will be where I take over. Thanks for the the segue. Um, it's gonna be uh, very very tough to follow. I did not catch a movie. I uh, of course was playing video games all weekend, and I actually have created since I do not have a movie review. I felt bad. I wanted to give back a little bit. You know, I've, I I'm uh, gonna break my streak of watching a lot of a lot of movies in a row, and I wanted to watch. Uh, wanted to commit something and give give you guys uh give you guys something to work on and i know jim uh as the quiz master doesn't very get to do many quizzes and i wanted to give him a birthday present so this is one of the one of the many birthday presents jim there will be other birthday presents it's not just this quiz but awesome. i made a, I made a quiz for you guys so you'll do one in two weeks so i don't have to do one yeah maybe maybe <laughs> we'll talk about that i uh, don't want to <laughs> i don't want to agree to anything um <laughs> I, you made me immediately think about um, the Daily shows recently, which are have been hilarious during during the Republic, uh, Republican. When those are over, they're gonna have to completely yeah, yeah. like. They're actually gonna have to go yeah. back to work. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, never mind. I'll, I'll we'll at least save it for after the show or something. But very funny stuff. Anyhow, um, the quiz I've created is completely new. It's pulled it out of my ass. It's a uh, it's a fantastic idea. I wanted to give credit to the people that don't uh, don't get talked about a lot, um, other than. Um, other than prostitutes, but uh, I was going to talk about uh, your script writers, your screenplay, uh, screenplay story writers, anybody that adapts novels for movies. Those are the people that don't get talked about a lot. And I know they're not the only people that don't get talked about a lot, but I wanted to shed some light on, uh, on those people. And uh, maybe you'll learn something new as we go through it. I have a lot of information uh, I accumulated about a, a a select few writers, nothing. They uh, sort of go through the spectrum of popularity and uh, what other jobs they fill, but um, we'll get to that. The format of this quiz is actually going to be a team effort. There will be, I could not find a way to weaponize this quiz against you guys in a situation where you would go fight head to head. Um, Cause I've got a feeling you guys are going to need all the, the help you can get to get as many of uh, these answers as possible. Um, 
So what I'm going to be doing uh, for those of you at home, and you can help uh, help our boys here try to answer these, is the goal is to the number one goal is to name the writer I'm talking about. But odds are you're not going to know their, that person's name. I've got a feeling. But if you can't do that, and in lieu of that, you can name the movies they've done, because a lot of the you know writers have similar similar themes, and they've they uh, they move on from project to project that have uh, similar topics. I have a lot of the movies and a lot of hints in front of me for, for you guys, if you struggle at all. And I will try to keep it moving. I'm not looking for every movie that every one of these writers have done. I'm just looking. Who is Charlie Kaufman? <laughs> who, who is Charlie Kaufman? Um, but the idea is try to get the writer's name. If you don't know it, we'll move through it. And maybe, uh, and at the end I'll reveal it to you and maybe the rest of the movies and you'll, uh, you'll learn something about them. It's very, very fantastic stuff. Uh, but yeah, I guess, um, I'm going to start off really easy and we're going to start off with the, we're going to go from T-ball to like, you know, sixth grade, seventh grade, peewee, whatever. And then I've never played baseball. Yeah, but it doesn't, that's, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter right now, Jim. Um, (laughs) you're about to play ball right now. (laughs) This metaphor is beyond me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so anyways, starting off easy. And moving on to the harder and harder things, and that gets mixed up a little bit. But I've got a, quite a few here. We'll get to it. And if this ends up being a colossal failure, we'll make sure that uh, everybody at home gets some kind of um, some kind of uh, chance to voice their opinion on how bad it is. <laughs> the movie hour home game. Right. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to start off with, with a super easy one. And again, the score here. Uh, I haven't really decided what any points would be worth between you guys. But let's say if you get the let's just say if you get the writer and their name, you get their name. We'll give you 100 points, and if you get any of the movies, we'll give them 10 points each is what we'll do. Um, so start so off. Wait, we are or are not competing? Not competing. We're just trying to get as many of these as possible. I'll give you – I'll move it along, make sure there's a times rolling, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, okay. it's going to be tough. Um, but, yeah, and there's a lot of content here, so we'll just try to move through it. So super easy one. This one's for, for everybody at home to play along with to begin with. Because, you know, we have the experts here, Jeff and Jim. They're, they're fantastic. So, first one. This person won an Oscar for his uh, movie he had written in 2000 called uh, Almost Famous. Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe. Right. Cameron Crowe, who's obviously we've talked about recently. Writer, director. Can you name out of, let's see, we've got nine other movies here. How many of them can you name? What number? Uh, what movies of him um, that he wrote? Are we, to, are we allowed to make guesses that are not correct? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Natural Born Killers. Incorrect. Mm. Fast Times at Richmond High. Correct. Which, by the way, I learned as I was reading it or going through this that apparently he wrote the book for it and it was immediately mm-hmm. optioned into the screenplay. So there was a book before the movie. Yeah, he kind of did like a undercover in yeah, high school went undercover of, high yeah. school Miami or well, not Miami Vice but uh, one jump shoot <laughs> style, one jump yeah. style yep. uh, how about did he write say anything he wrote say anything correct we bought a zoo exclamation yeah we bought a there zoo <laughs> vanilla uh, sky vanilla sky that's four yeah. uh, how about the Elizabeth Town do you write that Elizabeth Town he wrote Elizabeth Town um, what else did he do um, very famous oh, Jerry Maguire Jerry Maguire yeah that's six there's three others out there that are uh, you're starting to get into very very less known uh, gotcha we he did older ones with... too sorry James older ones as well or yeah we're looking at older we're looking at a 1992 film you still haven't you still haven't grabbed and also a 1984 which I don't expect you to get 
He did a documentary in 2011, which I'm counting, but I don't expect you to get that either. He he um he had something to do with Natural Born Killers, though, didn't he? Am I crazy? Um, you might be crazy. <laughs> you might be crazy. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I'll I'll check it in a second. Uh, Bridget, no, you know what? I am crazy. It Bridget was a Fonda different... starred in the 1992 movie. Bridget Fonda starred in the 1992 movie that he wrote. Um, did he happen to direct this film too? You know? Yes, he did. Oh my God! What is the name of oh, it's the one with Eddie Vedder and uh, yeah, all right, singles. Thank you. Yep, you got it. Forgot all about singles. Um, I'm gonna move past the other two. He uh, pretty much, I guess I don't know how much he wrote, but he did put some uh, writing in between the lines in the Pearl Jam uh, 20 documentary that was done over the Pearl Jam concert. Uh, Oliver Stone is who I was thinking of, not Cameron Crowe. He also uh, wrote The Wildlife, which is the 1984 film. I did not expect you never heard of it to get. So to the next person, you you guys just got like 180 points right there. Congratulations. Awesome. You guys need to get like a thousand to win. So can we play a fast money now? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doubling the points. I'm doubling the points. <laughs> Yay. Uh, so the second, so that was obviously Cameron Crowe is known for some of his, his writing, but also his directing. So let's move to a more famous writer. And uh, this will be a, another slam dunk, but let's see if we can get all the movies. This person, uh, again, this is another Oscar winner for his 2004 movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Charlie Kaufman. All right. So we got that out of the way. Schenectady, New York. Yep. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yep. Let's Malkovich. see. Malkovich. John Malkovich. <laughs> oh, I was going to see if Jeff could roll the board. Okay. I was going to get that one. Adaptation. <laughs> All right. Two more. Oh. Where the wild what do I have to name all these? Come on. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Um, man. He did. I'm, I'm, I'm excluding TV shows, by the way, for everybody at home. That's like, oh, my God. Because this isn't the TV hour. Yeah, not the TV hour. We're missing a 2001 movie. And also, let's see what the other one is. 2001 oh. and a 2006 movie. Actually, I'm sorry. Just the 2001, 2006 done. 2001 movie I actually haven't heard of either, so that's not going to help you all that much. But let's see if I can get a. Let's see. Star. Special Tim Roth. Jim, you already said Eternal Sunshine, right? Yes. Jim Carrey movie. There we go. It was that was the one I gave away. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, that was the one he started with. Um, this last one's going to be extremely tough. It's directed by Michael Gondry. Uh, oh, um, was it the science of sleep? Nope. Block party? Nope. <laughs> um, I have no other hints to give you. Hillary Duff's in it. That's hilarious. Um, but, uh, the, something about the president. Nope. 2001. It's uh, human nature is the movie. Mm, uh, very interesting. But yeah, so that's another good. Uh, I have to see that. I, I mean, I really like Charlie Kaufman and Hillary Duff. Oh, wait. <laughs> 140 points for team team blue. Congratulations. Um, so we go to, oh my God, this looks awful. (laughs) (laughs) We we go to our third writer. Uh, this is uh, a tough name to remember. So it's going to, that's going to be the hard part, but he has a very limited, uh, movie spectrum here for his, uh, movie he wrote in 2006, little miss sunshine. He won an Oscar for, (sighs) he quit his job as, uh, uh, as I forget his name, Ferris Bueller. We were just talking about him. Uh, quit his job. Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick's personal secretary. What? That's not true. To write Little Miss Sunshine. True story. He even talked about it at the Oscars. 
and when he accepted it. Interesting. <laughs> was and, he like, "Hey, fuck you, Matthew Broderick," or was he cool? Like, was it? Uh, it, it was. Uh, wait, wait. Was it? Uh, what the hell is his fucking name? Does this guy direct as well, or no? Uh, no, he is not. Okay, it's not the guy I'm thinking of. Then. He only has written for one other movie. If you if you get this movie, I'll I'll name it a success. Um, and he was Sunshine also- Cleaning. I'm going with another sunshine title. <laughs> no, 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 damn it. Uh, yeah, that was actually for some stupid reason the first thing. <laughs> but it was not. He was also nominated for this um, and uh, for an Oscar, and it was it for the 2011 screenplay for this animated movie. 2011. Yep. Last year, animated movie screenplay. Rio. And it was nominated. Not Rio. Rango. <laughs> not no. <laughs> Cars two? <laughs> nope. A bear? You're getting closer. <laughs> a, bear. a bear. Shrek four? Nope. You were closer with Cars two. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Last. Uh, what? Last chance. Time. Clock's yeah, time. I got nothing. I uh, if I give it like if I give you any more hints, we'd pretty much give it away. Uh, Toy Story three is oh, uh, is what that, he. Had that did not come out in 2011. All right, man. <laughs> so the, so uh, apparently it did. Yeah. <laughs> a guy, uh, the guy's name is Michael Arndt, and he so he only had two movies to his name. But I wanted to wanted to see how well you guys did with the Toy Story three. So that was a failure. That was yes, uh, never massive, like massive, yeah, massive awful zero, failure. Zero points on the board. What uh, was the man's name? Michael Arndt, A R N D T. Arndt in my up. memory. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I just wanted to grow, and so I'm I'm happy with that reaction. <laughs> All right. So last last uh, this is gonna be one last t-ball, one last lob over there over the center plate. Uh, this person, uh, as you can see, we're going through some kind of uh, theme here with the winning Oscars. Uh, won an Oscar for best original screenplay for Goodwill Hunting, 1997. Uh. Oh God, it's Van uh, Sant- Affleck. It's Affleck. Oh yeah, Affleck. 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 Or Matt Damon. Well, both answers were correct, but we're talking about Ben Affleck here, who wrote what other two movies? Reindeer Games. <laughs> Go with the town. The town is correct. And Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. Yes, well that's done. it. Well done. Rolled yes. through. You guys know you're Ben Affleck. Congratulations. Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Michael Arndt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we let you down. All right. You just aren't as good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we can't have you two together anymore. <laughs> oh. you, you finish? You finish? Okay. All right. Quiz, the quiz train is moving down the down the tra- train tracks. You got to keep moving. Got to keep moving. Uh, so this new writer, this man, started his writing slash directing career in a 2003 movie starring a little German. Starring a little German, 2003, and... Hmm. I know a little German. He's right over there. You guys are on the on the right track. Give you another hint. I uh, gave you a... Gave you a Top hint. Secret did not come out in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record. Is it the station agent? It is the station agent. My train thing was a little of a... Oh, there you go. And the little German was a complete joke. He's not German at all. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, so if I make some German, no, not him. I totally dismissed him because of that. Oh, yeah, I, I kind of misled you guys. I'm sorry. It was kind of funny, though. Um, 
But uh, yeah, a, a fantastic movie. And Jim, you were just talking about it before too. But yeah, Peter Dinklage stars, and he's a, a small person. So I made that made a joke at his expense. I'm sorry. Anyhow, he uh, wrote three other movies: 2007, 2009, 2011. Can you name any of them? And can you name the person. If I was you gonna say, have you figured out the guy's name yet? Um, I should know one of these because I know we came across it, and it was in one of our reviews. And I feel like I'm on who wants to be a millionaire and talking through my answers. Yep. Um, damn it. I feel like I saw this movie. The, when the, and somebody was like, hey, was it like the station agent? And I was like, oh, shit, I didn't exactly. even realize. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't something like The Visitor, was it? The Visitor is actually yes. one of his movies. Nicely <laughs> done. Like, I saw that one. Maybe I discovered it then. Way to okay. go, buddy. Congratulations, right, so visitor. This All right. would be very proud that you remembered his work. Win-win. Win-win is also... By the way, there. Bobby Cannavale from you know, Station Agent was just in the show uh, Louie that I was watching. It was awesome. Nice, nice. Anyway. He, was all, he was also in Win-win. That's... There you go. Win-win. <laughs> so there's one more writing credit to his name, and it's 2009 and another animated movie. It was an animated? Yep. Weird. Has was... there been a Finding Nemo so... 2 yet? No, there's not been a Finding Nemo 2 <laughs> what yet. What year was this, you said? 2009. Fine. Um, and we haven't thought of this guy's name. Uh, yeah. The Princess and, that, and the Toad? Princess and the Toad is incorrect. It is actually a Pixar film. You get one guess. 2009 Pixar film. 2009 Pixar film. I'll go with... Sure, why not? Ratatouille. No. Up was the answer. Damn it. Kakasaka! <laughs> I don't know this guy's name. The guy's name is Thomas McCarthy, which... He's an actor. Which is a, yes, he is a known actor as well, and you, Jeff, would immediately remember him as the newspaper guy from The Wire who gets caught. Oh, uh, it's that, that, that guy? guy? He's done yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, he's Mr. In the Background, an actor, dude. Yep. yep. But, yeah, he's also a writer, and now you know more about Thomas McCarthy. Congratulations. Yeah, I did, yeah now that I think about it, I knew that. <laughs> All right, so here comes here comes a big one. This man, who has never, never been nominated for an Oscar. It's not Stephen Daldry. Wes Anderson. <laughs> nope. Oh. Has, has penned movies like Spider-Man, The Shadow, and Sam Death. Raimi. <laughs> no, it's not Sam Raimi. <laughs> and what was the third one? Death Becomes Her. Jeez. This man has written 22 movies. Uh, including, actually, did I include those three? I think uh, I did. No, I did. I did include those three. Um, if you can't guess his name, you might be able to guess some movies that are that are like the ones I brought up. If uh, you need some hints in a couple. So we got The Shadow. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And Death Becomes Her. And Death Becomes Her. And uh, I'll geez. give you a hint right now. Don't try any sequels to Spider-Man. All right. Um, <laughs> Death Becomes Her and Her. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right. Um, Who did the first Spider-Man? I thought Raimi did all of them. I guess he directed. Yeah, he directed. He didn't write. Right. Correct. Um. Man, the shadow. Stan Lee. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, shot. So first hint: Phantoms. <laughs> oh, no, the Phantom. The Phantom. That's what I'm thinking of. The Phantom. <laughs> Both were good guesses, but wrong. Phantoms. Holy oh, shit. Speaking of Aflac. <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> no, no, I mean the Phantom. No, no. <laughs> uh, no. So first hint, uh, helped write this uh, one, this movie that won three Oscars, spawned multiple sequels, and uh, stars a uh, friend of the show, Jeff Goldblum. The Fly. No. Damn. Wait, wait, say again. Jurassic Park. He did Jurassic Park. Oh. And somehow did not get nominated. Uh, yeah. Am I going to know this guy's name? I don't know, actually. You might. No, you aren't. Yep. <laughs> don't let it die. Don't All right, so die. can you get... Let's see. I had so Jurassic many Park, movies. Spider-Man. Wow. He did so many bad movies. I don't even know where to start. Uh, no, great movie. That we almost, haven't heard about any of them yet. Great movie. That, <laughs> that would almost, I had thought, would have been an 80s movie. Stars Sean Astin and everybody's favorite Will Wheaton is in it. Will Wheaton? 1990 movie. What is Will Wheaton and Sean Astin been in together? Rudy? Oh, no. He's in the freaking the kids in the home and the guys come and take them all hostage. Uh, yep. Toy Soldiers? Is that Toy it? Toy Soldiers. Congratulations. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hoskins hands. This, he is a god. It's amazing. Also, wrote a, uh, wrote a fantastic, fantastic movie, which I'm sure uh, all of you guys have seen. Um, in one of our favorite sagas, Indiana Jones, he wrote which Indiana Jones movie? Crystal Skull, obviously. Crystal Skull was correct. Based yeah. <laughs> off that track record. <laughs> oh, now, to keep it moving, we have he has penned multiple movies for the actor Tom Cruise. Minority Report. I like where your head's at, but you are incorrect. Uh, Mission Impossible 1, 2, 3, and 4. Mission Impossible was the first one he did and did not write any of the other ones. There um, are still other Tom Cruise movies. Cocktail. Days of Thunder. Night and uh, day. Uh, stay on the stay on the, the Mission Impossible kind of track. At least Night and Day was not terrible. Kind not, of ashamed not, not Night and Day. I'm kind of ashamed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed of my opinion. Um, 2005 <sighs> epic movie. Oh, God, The Last Samurai? No, no. Oh. I guess it's not that kind of epic, but it's blockbuster epic. Um, 2000, man, I don't know my years very well. 2005, the memory's going. And you say stay along the, the spy type of? No, just in terms of blockbuster level. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Um, and Spielberg directed it. Drops the Oh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds, yeah. correct. So this man, who you guys don't know, has also... Written Secret Window, Panic Room, Stir of Echoes, Snake Eyes, The sh- uh, Shadow I Talked About, The Paper, Carlito's Way, Bad Influence, and his first movie, Apartment Zero. His name is David Koepp. And, oh, I've heard that name. And David seen it Koepp? Print. Anyway. Yep. Yeah, it's K-O-E-P-P. Yep. And he's the master. Uh, he also, which this is one of Jeff's favorite movies, uh, wrote Angels and Demons, at least the screenplay from the, from the transcribed book. So, we have two more. Slander. Two more. And these are doable. You can you can get this one. This guy's actually won an Oscar, and he won an Oscar for the movie, the amazing, the Forrest Gump. Uh, What's that guy's name? He that also did I, the button. And you are correct. He also did. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. About what that. the hell's his name? Also nominated for it. He's been nominated for two other movies as well that you have, have not mentioned yet. Oh man. And everybody at home that's listening, don't don't be it's upset. It's not or, it's not Stephen Zalian or whatever his name is, right? Nope. Okay. It's a very uh, 
out of both his first and last name, there are only eight, eight letters in total. Wow. Yeah. That's a feat in itself. Like, Oh, shit. Um, what the hell is his name? Would you like more movies, or do you want to... Roth. Roth. Roth is half of the answer. <laughs> I will. I might have to accept it. Roth is pretty... You've got four other letters. you got Roth. <laughs> What's the first name? Ah. Tim Rob. Ah. Ah. Oh, man. All right. So let's move through some of the movies, because you already know he's done Curious Case, and he did Forrest Gump, which he won the Oscar for. He was nominated for two other movies, uh, both after Forrest Gump and actually both before The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, 2005 to 1999. Um, he did uh, do you, Munich? He did do Munich, and that was oh. one of the nominated 2005 movie. Congratulations. The 1999 movie was actually a movie I had, uh, I had never caught. Actually... Uh, that, that kills my guess. Um, it uh, stars huge friend of the show, but uh, Christopher Plummer, who we were just talking about, and uh, he's not the main star, but he's is it a beautiful man. No, this is 1999. So, yeah, like I said, I'm bad at the years. Um, Al Pacino and Russell Crowe also are the the main stars in this. And I actually, he did the Insider. Yep, he did the Insider. I didn't realize how old this movie was. It's amazing. He did such a great job. It's timeless. It's a classic. So. You have one, two, you have another movie which uh, we just talked about on the show that he wrote. Mm. And it's uh, extremely loud. Extremely loud and incredibly close is correct. He <laughs> Seriously? I was kidding for Jeff. I'm like, oh my God, really? Like, I'm like, he's doing true event stuff where he mixes <laughs> fiction and nonfiction. I'm going with. Yeah. Not, not. I wasn't surprised that Jeff didn't get it, but I was. It was amazed that when Jeff started talking about, it, I'm like, oh, sweet, this is gonna work perfectly with my quiz. But <laughs> right, so there is one, two, three, four, five other movies he's done. Uh, earlier, after uh, Gump, obviously, we have a 1970, uh, 1997, 1998 movie. Um, one starring huge friend of the show, Kevin Kevin Costner. Waterworld. Nope. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I got. Um, it wasn't. It was pretty much an epic fail, just like Waterworld. What was, yeah, what was the awful thing he was in after? Oh, the Postman or whatever. That's <laughs> correct. Yes. Well done. Well done. Um, so the 2000. You have a 1998 and a 2001 movie. 1998 movie is another one which I uh, unfortunately has not have not caught of this this specific writer's uh, repertoire. But supposedly it was very great. Robert Redford starred in it. And you also have Sam Neill and Diane West. Uh, or, sorry, Weist. Weist. Is it Weist? Weist or Weist, but it's not West. Yeah, it's not West. Um, Dude, Scarlett Johansson's in this movie? Holy shit, I gotta go back and check this out. 1999, second... Scarlett Johansson? Who was the second person you said? After Di- Redford? Diane Weist. Who is the other person then? I thought Scarlett that... Johansson? So it's just him and two girls? Well, there's more, but if oh. you get it with that... I'll go with the remake of, and I don't even know if they were in it, but uh, I'm going with the remake of uh, The Manchurian Candidate. Uh, incorrect. Damn it. So, last guess, you get Sam Neill and Chris Cooper also are in this movie. Sam Neill. You did mention Sam Neill. That was the one I was... Sam Neill and Redford and Cooper. Huh. Cooper. Time's running out. Lions for lambs. I don't know. 
you had an animal. The horse whisperer is the answer. So, Never would have come up with that. <laughs> so last one I'm going to try to get you guys to guess. 2001 movie. Um, multiple nominations from it. But uh, yeah, I don't think it actually ended up uh, winning any of them. Oh, it did. It won. Or no, it was nominated for two. It didn't win any. We have a story. It's an athletic story. A tale of a... Um, Oh my god, are we still on this Eric Roth character? Oh, you got his first name. Did we say his first name yet? Yeah, I got it. Oh, Oh, did you? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you say Eric. I just heard Congratulations, you got the name. (laughs) All right. Is is it Miracle or no? No, no, it's not. It's about uh, one person overcoming uh, uh, not only odds odds in the ring, but odds out in the world. (laughs) Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Um, (laughs) What did you say in the ring? <laughs> yeah, the ring. Yeah. Uh, uh, what year was this? Is it the uh, Cinderella it, Man? Um, was it the Muhammad Ali movie? That's Ali. You're correct. Congratulations. So the, movie, the, the movies I didn't try to get to get, but he also did. The Good Shepherd and Lucky You were, were on there. But yeah, Eric Roth, very powerful man, and uh, yeah, a writer out there in the in the world. Last one, and this one is kind of special, kind of. It's uh. It's interesting because this guy's work is all over the place, so he's going to be hard to guess. But the the biggest hint is this man won an Oscar for his story for the 1987 movie Moonstruck. I know that's not going to help all that much. Nick Cage. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. Nick Cage is sure. incorrect. No, shares. <laughs> Sure, it's also not correct. Um, but yeah, I figured I figured as much. Now. He did not win an Oscar for this movie, but it's a Greg Maloney special, a 1995. You're in the the ballpark. Uh, But it was a movie starring uh, animals and a couple of people, but a lot of animals. Congo? Congo's correct. He wrote (laughs) for Congo. Congo. This is a Oscar-winning writer, people, and he wrote Congo. Now, there are also some great ones, and this is going back to uh, what seems to be an 80s movie. Definitely a huge fan of the, the movie is Jim Maloney. So I'm curious to see if he can get it. 19, girls. 1990 stars Tom Hanks. 1990? The, is it uh, um, the Joe versus the Volcano? Joe versus the Volcano is oh, correct. Nice, I'm surprised nice. it's not an 80s movie. I guess 90s is right on the 90s. Right? I, th- I feel like, yeah, early 90s is basically the same as the 80s. <laughs> right. Now, there's one movie... This guy, you're probably never going to get it based on all his other ones. This is this is what makes it extremely odd. But um, he uh, was nominated for this screenplay for 2008 uh, movie with a couple stars. We have, uh, I'll start with the, the offshoots. Amy Adams and uh, Viola Davis are in this movie. Doubt. Doubt? Damn, you guys got it. Yeah, wow. so this guy <laughs> goes from... And it's Joe amazing. versus Volcano to Doubt. Joe versus Volcano, <laughs> wins for Moonstruck... Does Congo, and from Congo he jumps all the way to Doubt. Like he ended up writing a play in between and like a TV movie, and then Doubt from Congo. And what's, and what's this guy's name? Because I don't know. His name is John Patrick Shanley. Oh, JPS. Yeah. yeah. All right. I know. No, you probably wouldn't be able to get him. The other thing I did not mention is he also wrote Alive, which is a everyone's a lot of people have seen that movie. It's a pretty good movie. Um, from the 1993 movie about the the plane crash and people yeah. trying to survive and. Uh, the yeah. prequel to Gray, yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, prequel to Gray. I didn't think about that. So, but yeah, sorry about uh dragging that out. That was my that was my discussion of writers for today. It was kind of a what? No, Aaron Sorkin? Come on, a trial error. Yeah, I, there were a couple I tried to get away from. Like I, I didn't want to 
Aaron Sorkin would have been good, but after I did like the Charlie Kaufman, this guy is just a, a very well-known writer. I just wanted to start to get into the these people have won Oscars but aren't really known, and here's a couple other random ones. And yeah, I uh, hope you guys liked it. Hope it was at least fun, but uh, and maybe you learned something about some of these writers. They're very we reminded ourselves of stuff. That's for sure. Yeah, Thomas McCarthy. Very true. <laughs> You'll never forget him. Uh, but that is it for that I think I'll probably... slash event. That was a group exercise. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, this brings us to the final feature of our podcast today. Uh, the birthday song for Jim sung by Solo by Jeff. So uh, I guess when Jeff's ready, we can go. <clears throat> I, I, I didn't know I was going to be doing this, so I didn't get a chance <laughs> to warm up my vocal cords. Hold on a minute. Let me drink a little yeah, bit. Yeah, one of those tuning harmonica things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to do that we'll, we'll do that for the credits later on we'll do okay. the birthday credits is what we'll do but uh yeah we it's the part of play along is the actual last feature of the show and uh birthday boy james uh was the question had the question from last week and it was technically a, a write-in which by the way if anybody wants to contact us with a possible uh parker posey question we're always up for discussing and talking about them and if you want to contact us on gungapit.com you can uh uh, send us a personal message on there. Send me Jim, Jeff. You can find us there. And uh, yeah, we're just, I guess you can't really post it on Facebook without everyone seeing it. So that won't really work, but yeah, you can find us there. You can find the question there. You can find the question on Facebook. And the question was, if you were like an in charge of a PTA for your local elementary school and you have uh, arranged a movie night at your school and you had to show this movie to sixth to, uh, or kindergartners to fifth graders. And the goal was to get as many people to come and watch it. To raise money, what movie would you show? And uh, James, do you have any answers you wanted to, to pick out from the, the slew? Uh, yeah, whoever said Pinterest Bride was awesome. Oh, wait, that was me. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we got two good answers. Uh, both Pixar staples, uh, Monsters, Inc. and Incredibles were both very good. Um, so that brings, what, three Pixar out of the six we got? So I didn't get a chance to check Facebook, so I don't know if any other no, choices think, came nothing, in there. Nothing as good as... Uh, the awesome Incredibles, any Pixar movie is going to win it. But I, I maintain that go with those, uh, go with those trilogies, get them into the story, suck them into the characters, and then, then you'll get some more money out of them. And you should, I don't know why you're not charging like $20 a cover, like, and maybe get They're them. not allowed to actually charge. They have to ask for donations. <laughs> Haven't you ever read that goddamn thing <laughs> at the beginning of the movie? <laughs> mm. Very true. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's the old question. I've got the new question. And this is tough. And when I, when I was researching the, the writer's quiz, it's sort of my brain was wandering from, you know, movie to movie and the plots and all the characters and how amazing everything is. And I realized how much I love movies. It's fantastic. Anyhow, my question. What I want to know is, what two movies would you like to see their elements combined, like Voltron style, or maybe Captain Planet, if that's your thing. I know it's Jeff's, so I wanted to bring it up, um, to make a third film. To take those elements, doesn't have to be every single element from each one, but you're taking it. And if you want to think about it almost as like a movie pitch, like Jim would say, you know, die hard on a train, die hard or whatever, but two <laughs> movies mashed together to make a third. A movie you'd want to see. Like, we're not looking for something that's like, oh, I just want to see this person die or something. I guess that would work. But if uh, a movie that you want to see, it doesn't have to be one that makes billions, just one that you want to see and you'd be interested in. Uh, the movie I would like to make that I think would be super cool should be hilarious to watch i would combine evil dead 2 
with <laughs> I know, I know, right? With Memento. Evil Dead One. No. <laughs> I like that. That's a, Evil Dead Two with Evil Dead One. Um, Perfect movie. That might that might be a rule. No using no using sequels. Oh, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> like to combine Caddyshack with Caddyshack <laughs> Two to combine to make a mildly funny movie. <laughs> um, so Evil Dead Two and the Memento. Idea being, I want the the simple horror setting of Evil Dead 2, very you know, very constrained set, um, all those over the top uh, sound effects you get of just the wailing and the camera like moving around, uh, just all over the place in between walls and just chasing people down. It's a it, it's a horror movie at heart, but a lot of funny moments. And the memento part, I'm looking for. Um, I, I like I dream of a movie where the punchlines of some of these jokes happen before the delivery and somehow still become funny. Like it would have to be beautifully written. I don't know. We might have to get Charlie Kaufman to do it. I don't know who, but, uh, I want it to be point where like they see a clip and then we get like a time jump to, okay, now we see where that joke was coming from and we find it funny because our brain just went back five seconds to realize why it's hilarious. And I joke grenades. Yeah. Joke grenades, joke grenades everywhere. And I also just the idea I, you don't really see that in horror movies all that much. I wouldn't think is that whole time jumps. And I think it would be very interesting to, to put that together. I'd like to see it. And uh, if we can get the original kind of, I don't know the, the cheap look from evil dead Two. I don't want to say like cheap's a kind of a loaded word, but um, I would like to get that kind of design brought back for this movie. I think it'd be very fun. Now is it important about the, like, like if I wanted to do like Soylent Green and something else, like do I get to use cast from the first movie at their present age or at their age that the movie was right. released? Or right, let's what, say, what are the rules on that? Yeah, the rules will be whatever you want in terms of if you want to have Bruce Campbell from 1989 back to do this or whatever it was, you can do that. Okay. Um, so if you want original cast from that age, knock yourself out. I'm coming up with like 25 of these that are jokes and none that are real. <laughs> I want to combine Under Siege 2 with Hard Target. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I, I've got one more good joke one and then I'm going to let Jim go because I still need time to think and I need to get this one off my chest so that I can actually focus. I want to combine 2001 A Space Odyssey with Apocalypse Now to make the movie that makes Jim the most yes. upset ever and also is the longest goddamn movie in the world. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> it would be wow, that, that would be horrible. Yeah, I imagine there's a million answers out there. That's why it's, I'm guessing it's really hard to answer live. Um, and there are, like, you can pick whatever, but I'm guessing you won't be happy with one unless you it clicks immediately in your head. But um, any thoughts? Any thoughts at all? Um, I've got one idea. And it kind of... It's two sci-fi put together, and, you know, kind of a battle royale. I'm going with Alien and Star- Predator. Star Wars? Oh. Alien and Predator. <laughs> oh! Yeah, um, I'm sorry. The, the one I'm thinking of... I guess I'll go with this. I want to do Knocked Up. I don't know if people have seen it. Judd Apatow, his usual crew of people. Um, so the cast of Knocked Up, but in the movie Waiting. I don't know if you guys have seen Waiting. Okay. Yeah, but Ryan it's, Reynolds, it's, Ryan it's basically hanging out in the back ends and pe- hijinks ensue. I think I would like to see that cast in that setting and see how it does. Hmm. It seems, and what's interesting is that movie actually seems plausible. Like it doesn't seem right because it's got right. it's got a lot of the kind of you know 
not the mainstream guys, but like it's got the Jay Burchell. It's got uh, what's his name, Martin Starr, I believe his name is. Yeah, the nerd. Yeah, and then Rogan's in it. Uh, Jason Siegel's in it. So it's got so you know, the set from waiting, or is there something someone else in there you want? Um, if Ryan Reynolds wants to stay on, I'm happy with that. Yeah, Anna Ferris, she's got to be up for something. Like, yep, yep. And uh, the kid who plays uh, Sweets on Bones, I forget his name, but he's also the main kid in Freaks and Geeks. That'd isn't Dane case. Cook in that? And isn't Dane Cook the funniest <laughs> man alive? Oh. Is he in that? Yeah, he's in waiting. Yeah. Isn't he the funniest? Okay, all right. Yeah, that's right. He isn't. He so yeah, that's what I'm going with. I like that. A Judd Apatow version of Waiting, basically. And I haven't even I haven't seen Waiting, but. It would be worth a chuckle. All right. So I came up with, and I don't really, I don't really have a grand vision for this, but I've got two elements that I'd like to combine. Um, I want to see high fidelity mixed with star Wars, a new hope. <laughs> okay. Ex- and any explanation? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Can't brew. To stay in this record store for another season. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's basically it. I like the, um, like, the self-involved uh, Generation X and, like, sort of the look at that that High Fidelity takes. And I really feel like that applies to Luke Skywalker in A New Hope very seriously. Like, this Generation X-type mentality of, like, I don't really feel like doing, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. I just want to go to the Tashi station and pick up some power converters or whatever. <laughs> so um, what, what set are you taking here? Like, are you going to move it to the sci-fi? No, I'm definitely going sci-fi, yeah. but I want the more... Um, like the the narration and like the sort of teetering the line between making fun of your hobby and being totally obsessed with it and being like trying to you know hit that zen middle um maybe maybe see like luke feel that way about the force or starships or something like that by that rationale does that make jack black han solo or big dark lighter big dark lighter for sure <laughs> See, I was assuming these were gonna like I, I picture a and it makes Tim Robbins the guy that goes <laughs> the first transport is away and <laughs> the guy that goes, Yeah <laughs> That's who Tim Robbins Actually he's probably more like Grand Moff Tarkin still. <laughs> he's more like... uh, so I actually I immediately thought of moving like going to that sci fi setting but not being involved like in the war at all. Just being a group of people you know, living in that sci-fi world that's just, you know, obsessed. On with... Alderaan? Yeah. That's a... <laughs> I don't know, moisture farms or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I like... Yeah, like Empire raised the album tax again, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie's going to sell. All these movies are going to sell. We're going to make billions. And actually, that's the whole idea. I just want to farm your ideas so we can sort of... I'm crowd... crowd uh, what is that? Crowdsur- not crowdsurfing. Crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing. I almost said... Surf- you have to learn how to say it if you get yeah. to track. <laughs> it's surfing. I've crowd surfed once before. Um, yeah, anyhow. You see, you guys got the idea. You guys definitely get the the elements, the, the, heart of the, the heart of the story here. The question again, what two movies would you like to see their elements combined in some way to make a third film that you'd be interested in seeing, that you'd want to watch? And again, it doesn't have to be something that you think Blockbuster would want and make millions of dollars or anything. Just something you'd be interested in seeing. I think it'd be cool. And uh, as Jim had asked, if you want to bring up the actors of uh, yesteryear and have them be that same age, so be it. You can you can go back in time and do that. Not a problem. So that question will be at theboards.com. 
love talking about it there. Parker Posey, quiz talk, all kinds of random shit going on at the Gunga Pit. And also uh, on the Facebook page, the Movie Hour page on Facebook. So, yeah. Uh, good times. James, happy birthday again. Thank you. Um, and uh, Jeff, happy on birthday. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for your input. Thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Drive safe, people. <laughs> See you later, everyone. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your holidays. Whatever is coming up. The Phoebe Cates to the new movie hour. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jim. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Uh, and then you- Congratulations. Thank you, thank you.